It doesn't mean that it's going to feel that way forever. It doesn't mean you can't have the career that you want to have. And it doesn't mean that your confidence cannot get to the point that you want it to get to. What so much of mindset work is, is being careful not to overindulge the doubtful parts of you and to intentionally feed the optimistic, hopeful parts of you. You get that result and that feeling of confidence and that expert status because you are willing to swim in the mud of being a beginner. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. If you're new to the show, I am Jess. I'm the host and creator of this podcast. I had a career in the corporate world. I was a strategist. I worked at big media and entertainment companies, and I loved my corporate career, but I also went on kind of an intense and difficult, but also very rewarding journey in my corporate career of finding my voice and finding my confidence. I really struggled at the beginning and middle phases of my corporate career with trusting myself. I struggled with imposter syndrome. I struggled with confidence. I lacked so much belief in myself and I was experiencing and holding so much fear and terror around what it meant to be in this professional world and have a voice and be in these meeting rooms. And I went on this long and challenging journey to finding my voice and working through all of that stuff. And part of that journey was me launching this podcast. Back in 2018, I got to this place where I was like thinking to myself, oh, I've grown so much. I've like my confidence has really soared and I feel so different in my professional environment than I used to feel. But like, how come no one ever talks about this? How come no one's talking about the negative thoughts and the hard emotions and the downward spirals and the terror and the awful feelings that so many of us navigate as we are finding our voice in our professional lives? I didn't understand why all of this was not being talked about and it felt like it was being kept hidden and kept secret. And for a while, I literally, this sounds crazy to say, but I literally thought this before I started the podcast. I thought like, well, maybe most people don't have this experience. Like really, maybe it's just me. (laughs) But starting the podcast was kind of my way of finding out, like, is it just me? Or are other people out there, other women out there struggling to feel confident and struggling to find their voice in the workplace? And I started this podcast to explore that question and to support and inspire women who might be struggling with what I was struggling with. And I learned through that process that I was not alone and that it truly was that this is something that isn't getting a lot of airtime, isn't really being talked about in an open and honest way. 
And I feel so lucky that I get to come on this show every week and tell the goddamn truth, right? Like, I feel so grateful that I get to normalize for you that it's okay to be struggling. It's okay to be in an emotional rut or down an emotional spiral. It's okay to feel small. It's okay to feel unworthy. It's okay to feel like crap. It's okay to feel like you're going to be stuck forever. All of that stuff is okay. And while it's not fun, and while it's definitely really challenging to move through, I completely understand that. It doesn't mean that it's going to feel that way forever. It doesn't mean you can't have the career that you want to have. And it doesn't mean that your confidence cannot get to the point that you want it to get to. That is what is so important for me to share with you that change is possible and growth is possible. And I believe that there's this voice in us that knows that we can do it, which actually really gets to the core of today's episode, which I am so excited to get into, which is this idea of being bad at things, which as like a recovering perfectionist myself, type A, hard on myself, all the things, this is an area that I'm intimately familiar. I have struggled with this through so many phases of my career, and I have learned so much about this topic that has supported me so much and that has supported my client so much and that I want to share with you because I think it will support you. And I'm very excited to dive into this. So welcome. That was a little bit of a longer intro than usual, but I love talking about the podcast and the mission behind the podcast and I'm in kind of a storytelling mood. So that's what you get today. That's what we're getting in today's episode. I'm also in a really good happy mood because last night I had a session teaching the Art of Speaking Up Academy, and it was the first time in the program that we started to get deeper into more advanced communication skills. And for the first time ever inside that program, I had the women who are part of the cohort really participating and practicing these speaking skills. And they were all so brave and so bold stepping into the spotlight and being courageous. And it just made me feel really excited for what's possible for them as the program goes on and just really lit up about this topic of helping women find their voice. So (laughs) that brings us to diving into the episode. If you're new, I told you who I was, so you already know that. I also want to tell you that I have a bunch of free resources that you can get on my website if you're interested in taking this work deeper. So if you head to jessicasatcoaching.com slash free resources or to the link in the show notes, you will find my free video course, Speak Like a CEO, which teaches you the foundational skills of executive communication. You will find my free ebook. It is called The Smart Ambitious Woman's Guide to Assertiveness in the Workplace. And you will also find a couple other free courses, some workbooks that go with some of the podcast episodes. So if you're craving to go deeper into this work, definitely check those out. I will link it below. It's jessgazetcoaching.com slash free resources. And now we are going to talk about being bad at things, which for me is something that I have a lot of personal experience not just in being bad at things, but beating myself up for being bad at things, self-flagellating for being bad at things, being very harsh and cruel to myself for being bad at things. And one of the most powerful things that I have learned over, I would say maybe even just the past year, year and a half, two years, like this is a more recent learning for me, is that the way that we orient and think about and feel about the things that are hard for us 
determines how long it will take us to get better at them. So I think a lot of times we just tend to think, well, I'm just like bad at this thing, so it's just going to take forever and it's going to be really painful for me to get good at it. But actually, the thing that's going to determine how quickly you get good at the thing that's hard is how you think about and what kind of inner narratives you tell yourself about the struggle itself. And that's what today's episode is all about. So I want to share with you a concept that is so helpful to me and so freeing and so liberating, and it gets me out of so many negative spirals and mindset traps, and I think it will for you too. And the concept that I'm sharing is the difference between being bad at something versus being a beginner at something. And if you can catch your brain when it tries to tell you that you're bad at something, and if you can gently course correct and say, nope, I'm not bad at this, I'm just a beginner, it will help you relieve so much suffering and it will help you get better at the thing faster. So first I wanna define what it means to be bad versus to be a beginner. Then I want to share with you a story of uh, some cringy moments that I experienced that really drove this concept home for me and really inspired this episode. And then I'm going to give you some thoughts on how to be good at being a beginner. Because when you're good at being a beginner, you grow faster. And this applies no matter what you're working on. If you're working on stage fright, if you're working on contributing more in meetings, if you're working on being more proactive in your role, if you're working on a job search, if you're working on tackling imposter syndrome, no matter what you're working on, whatever thing is quote unquote hard for you or whatever's the thing that you feel you are quote unquote bad at, that is what I'm talking about in this episode. Okay, so being bad at something means that the skill that you have around that thing is just bad. You're just not good at it and you're never going to be good at it, right? That's what it means to be bad at something. It means there's something about you where you're uniquely effed that this thing just isn't in your wheelhouse. Being a beginner means that you are early on in your journey of mastering this specific thing. And depending on what the thing is that you're trying to master, if it is complex and if it is something that requires time and evolution, which most hard things do, then it is quite possible that the beginner phase might last for what feels to you like a long time. But the difference between being bad versus being a beginner is that when you think you're bad at something, you believe that you're stagnating, that you're not getting better, and that you won't ever get better. But when you believe you're a beginner, even during the moments where it might feel like you're stagnating and it might feel like you're not getting better at the thing, you know that you're getting better. You're just on a long timeline that's going to take you a while to attain mastery. And I will tell you, With all the topics surrounding my voice and confidence and all of the things, it takes time. It is not something that happens in a day. It is not something that happens in a week. It is something that happens over the course of months and for some people over the course of years. So this can make seeing yourself as a beginner and buying into the possibility that you can grow and change much 
harder because the change is happening at a pace that is sometimes too slow to see in the moment and that can easily be mistaken for you stagnating and you not making progress. Now, if you decide to label your experience as stagnating and not making progress, that is one of the sneakiest, most subtle, but damaging things that you can think because when you think that, it takes away the motivation to keep going and keep moving up that learning curve. If you conclude that you're stagnating and you're not moving forward, it means that there's nowhere to go. You might as well stop what you're doing. So it's so important when something is hard for you or it's just not feeling good for you to ask yourself, is this because I'm bad at it or is it because I'm a beginner? And I really want you to think about this. When you tell yourself it's because you're bad at it, how does that affect your confidence? And how does that affect the pace at which you grow? Versus when you tell yourself you're a beginner, how does that affect your confidence? And how does that affect the pace at which you grow? I had an experience recently that really reminded me of what it's like to be a beginner and to have my brain yelling at me that I'm bad at something and to have my brain be confused and thinking that the difficult experience that I was having was because I was bad at something. And I was able to catch myself in the moment and I wanna share it with you because it might help you see where you are doing this to yourself. So a few weeks ago, I decided to sign up for magic classes because there's this really cool place in LA called the Magic Castle. It's been there for a long time and you can go and see these magic shows and it's like really spooky and cool and interesting, but you can only get inside if you are a member or if you know someone who's a member and I really wanted to go for my birthday and I couldn't figure out a way to get inside. And then I found out that if you sign up for their magic classes at their school of magic, you get admission into the magic castle. And I had been craving to do some kind of fun class or some kind of fun thing. So I decided to sign up for these magic classes. So there you have it. I have been learning magic. It has been so eye-opening, so fun, so challenging. But the thing about my magic classes that might be relevant for you is that after we learn a magic trick, one of the next things that we do is we get up in front of the class and we perform the trick. (laughs) Now, if you listen to this podcast, you might know or you might not know, I have a long history of stage fright, of struggling being in front of groups, of it feeling really terrifying and scary for me to speak with a lot of people watching. And I've made some really like, fantastic and beautiful progress in that area. But what often happens for me, and my clients experience this too, is sometimes when you're doing something that's very, very new and very different than what you've ever done before, old stage fright that you have worked through comes back in the new setting because the new setting is harder and more different. And that definitely happened to me (laughs) in my magic classes when I had to do magic tricks in front of the class, full on stage fright coming back completely. So what happened is 
We learned a couple of tricks, and then after we learned them, we had to do them in front of the class. Now, here's the thing about magic tricks is they're not easy. They're really hard to do. You have to keep a lot of different things in mind. You have to be really dexterous and flexible with your hands. You have to remember certain things. Like there's a lot going on when you're doing a magic trick. So to get up in front of people and be really nervous and to do it smoothly when you're a beginner is a really, really, really challenging task. So I got up in front of the class The first trick that we were doing was someone picks a card and you put it back in the deck and you're able to guess what card they picked. I got up in front of the class to do the trick and I forgot in the middle how to do it and I picked the wrong card and then I had to start again, all while like feeling really nervous and shaking and like feeling like this was just a really intimidating, difficult experience for me. Then a few classes later, we learned how to make a coin disappear and we learned how to change a coin from a copper coin into a silver coin. And I had to get up in front of the class and transform my copper coin into a silver coin. And instead of like doing it smoothly, I dropped the coin that was supposed to be hidden that the audience is not supposed to see like on the floor, right? Like I totally messed up the trick. So basically I'm in this learning environment and I'm getting up in front of people and I'm screwing up the tricks. Like I'm straight up doing them wrong. If this was a magic show and you saw someone doing this in a magic show, you'd be thinking like, this is a really, really bad magician. What's so interesting though is the thoughts that I was having during this experience. And it was so fascinating because I was straddling old thoughts and old mindsets from my past that used to really have a strong hold on me. And I was also straddling new thoughts and my more current mindset that represents who I am right now. And I could see both of those operating within me. And the old mindset wanted to tell me that I was really bad at magic. And my new mindset wanted to tell me that I was a beginner and this made total sense. So my old mindset was saying things to me like, oh my gosh, this is pathetic. You can't sign up for any more classes after this class because this is so embarrassing. The class hates you. The instructor hates you. Everyone's laughing at you. Like, why are you sweating? This is ridiculous. Like, you're sweating in every class. This is getting old. Is it so hard to just make a damn coin to here. You can't even remember one thing in the deck of cards and you just screwed it all up. So that voice was operating within me. But the beautiful thing is I had another voice, which is, well, there's many others, right? Um, but the one that I'm referring to here is the voice of the part of me that knows that I'm a beginner. And that voice was saying things like, this is the intro level class. You have never done this before. You are doing something very brave to get up in front of a group of people and try out this magic trick. The more you do this, the better you will get at this. One day you will be able to do this trick perfectly smoothly and have fun. And that's the voice that had me coming back class after class and still getting up in front of the class and still doing my screwed up tricks like messing up, even though I had been struggling. Old me 
would have spiraled down in shame and wanted to stop showing up to class. Like old me would have created so much drama out of a magic trick (laughs) that I messed up in a class and would have wanted to avoid and opt out of the experience. But instead, I just kept showing up and kept having fun and kept engaging. And I'm enjoying the class so much, even though I'm having this experience, because I'm opting into the perspective that I'm a beginner. And I'm opting into the perspective that how everything's going and feeling makes total sense and nothing has gone wrong here. And what's so important is because I'm opting into that perspective, I'm enjoying the class. I'm not experiencing dread. I'm not experiencing self-loathing. I'm looking forward to signing up for the next level so I can get better because it is really fun and I'm enjoying it so much. But old me wouldn't have gotten there because the pain of being in the story of I'm bad at it would have been so intolerable that the only way I would have known how to cope with that pain is just to exit and remove myself from the situation. So I really want you to see how this story of being bad at something slows down your growth because it makes you feel horrible and it removes the possibility that you can change and evolve versus when you opt into the story that you're a beginner, you feel differently. You feel like there's hope. You feel inspired. You stop making the struggle and the thing that's hard mean that something has gone wrong or something is wrong with you or that you can't keep doing it with your full heart, or you can't enjoy it, or you can't fully lean into the experience. And that's why this is so important, because you could hear this, and your brain might be doing this, like you could hear what I'm saying, and you could say like, yeah, but like, how can we know if you're bad at it or a beginner? Like, there's really no way to know. It's so subjective, right? And it is subjective. Whether you think you're bad at something, whether you think you're a beginner, that's your personal judgment, your personal opinion. We can't measure that. We can't really prove that in a court of law, right? But the important thing is whatever perspective you choose becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because when you choose the perspective that you're bad at it, you feel discouraged and frustrated and you notice where you're getting stuck and where it's feeling hard and you bring in emotions like self-judgment and shame and you're self-criticizing and everything becomes really damn heavy versus when you say that you're a beginner that becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy too. But the prophecy isn't that you're bad at it. The prophecy is that you're a beginner. And when you're a beginner, you can also become an advanced beginner. And then you can become intermediate. And then you could become advanced intermediate. And then you can become advanced. And then you could become expert, right? But for most people, it feels more familiar to lean into the story that they're bad. And it feels really scary to be in that beginner phase and really vulnerable. And because a part of you doubts that you'll ever make it to that expert phase, it feels so far away. There's so many steps between you and that end result that you want, whether that's speaking up confidently in a meeting or leading a big team or whatever it is that you want in your career. It feels so far away that there's something in you that's like, I don't even know if I can do it. And so it feels intolerable to stay in the beginner phase, right? Which means you're not really believing that you're a beginner because if you're believing you're a beginner, then you believe you can become an advanced beginner and then you're, you can become intermediate, right? If you truly believe you're a beginner, then you believe you can make it all the way up the mountain, right? So if you're feeling like that end result is impossible, it's because you're thinking you're bad at it and you're thinking that you're not a beginner. 
This is so important because for so many of the things that you're working on, the beginner phase will often take time. It isn't going to be a quick switch where you're going to be like, okay, Jess said that I need to think that I'm a beginner, so I'm going to think I'm a beginner and I'm going to go to the meeting and then the meeting's going to be hard because I'm a beginner, but then the next meeting is going to be really good because I listened to her advice and said I was a beginner. No, no, what's going to happen is you're going to be like, okay, I'm a beginner. I'm going to go into the meeting as a beginner. It's a hard meeting. And then you go into the second meeting with this unconscious expectation that because you're listening to this mindset advice, it should solve itself and everything should get better for that second meeting. And then you go into the second meeting and it's still hard because you're still a beginner and you lose your belief and you let go of the belief that you can become an expert one day and the only thing that's happening right now is that you're a beginner and you fall back into the old belief that you're quote unquote bad at it. And this is why so many people don't achieve the change that they want or so many people get stuck because that beginner phase is sometimes a slog. Sometimes you have to go through an extended period of time where things feel hard before you experience those wins. And if you don't keep reminding your brain to jump out of the story that you're bad and back into the story that you are a beginner, then it's going to pull you back into the old story that you're bad at things. You're going to give up on the thing that is so important to you, which is your dream, right? Whether your dream is to be a super confident voice in the room or whether your dream is to be in a bigger role, taking up more space in your career, whatever it is, that story that you're bad at, it is going to get between you and your dream. And I know that there are so many steps, right, between beginner and expert. And that's where the work is. It's in believing that no matter how many steps there are and no matter what timeline it takes you to move through those steps, you are always just somewhere on that inevitable journey to becoming an expert and to becoming who you want to be. Now, being an effective beginner, being a beginner who grows and gets better at things and who makes progress requires you to adopt a new set of beliefs and a new set of attitudes. And these can maybe feel unfamiliar if you're someone who's motivated through harshness or through self-criticism, but they're really important. And they're really, in my opinion, the only way to be a quote-unquote good beginner and a beginner who is positioning themselves to make progress. So, Here is what will help you be better at being a beginner, better at being in that phase where you're getting started and it might feel hard, but your change and your evolution is inevitable. The first quality that makes you a really good beginner is being self-loving. This was what helped me not spiral down in my magic class when I was sweating and doing the magic tricks wrong in a way where I guessed the wrong card and where the coin that I was supposed to make disappear (laughs) fell on the ground and clinked loudly. I had to be very self-loving. And instead of saying, why did you do that, Jessica? Why is this so horrible? Like, why are you looking so stupid in front of the class? I had to say, I'm so proud of you for getting up here and doing this. You are badass. So self-loving is the first quality because as a beginner, you fumble and you make mistakes and it doesn't always go well and it doesn't feel good. If you're not self-loving, every fumble is going to be so painful and it's going to make you want to give up and throw in the towel and stop being a beginner. So that is the first one. The second is non-judgmental. 
This is so important. This is one of the first things that I work on in my one-on-one work with my clients. And it's one of the first things that I looked at with the women inside the Art of Speaking Up Academy is this idea of self-judgment and the judgments that we have about ourselves. It's one thing to be struggling and to have a fumble. It's another thing to start spewing out really mean, harsh, judgmental thoughts about yourself because of that fumble. And I think so many of us are so used to judging ourselves when we don't do things in the way that we hoped or when something is hard that it doesn't even occur to us mentally in our minds that there's another option and that we can have something be difficult and we still don't have to judge ourselves. We can be nervous and we still don't have to judge ourselves. Your voice can be shaking. You still don't have to judge yourself. You can be struggling with a project at work. You still don't have to judge yourself. I think so often we assume they go together and we assume that when we're not doing something the way we want, then that means cue the self-judgment and all the thoughts about our own inadequacy. And as you internalize that those things don't have to go together and that they can be separated, being a beginner is going to be a lot easier for you because every fumble isn't going to mean that you're bad and you've done it wrong and you're doing it wrong. Every fumble is just going to mean that you're learning and you're in that beginner phase and you're on your journey to one day becoming an expert. The third trait of a good beginner is humble and checking your ego. And I think this is one of the hardest things to do. I think that ego really wants to protect us from being judged by other people. It's really trying to keep us safe by having us be really good at everything and perfect and shiny and polished and having us like be the expert in the room, right? Like my ego wanted me to be the person in the magic class who like was really good at the tricks because I was like, I'm so smart. I can do these magic tricks. And that's a way of protecting myself from the vulnerability of something feeling hard and scary, right? And when we can have this humility and say like, you know, I'm not better than everyone else. And some things are hard for me. And I have these soft spots and I have these squishy spots and I have these scared moments, but I'm also ready to learn and grow. It can make us so much more effective at taking in what we're learning and meeting ourselves where we're at, right? Because I think what our ego sometimes does is it It really is so uncomfortable with the fact that we're struggling and that can feel like so psychologically intolerable that I think our ego tries to cover that up by being like, no, no, like I'm good at it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And we lie to ourselves about how hard it is and how vulnerable we feel because it can be hard to access those emotions. And because of that, we don't go into the hard situation with the right kind of support. So we go in with this idea of like, well, I have to do this perfectly, right? Because we're not admitting how hard it is. We're not admitting that doing it perfectly isn't an option for us right now because we're struggling, right? But when we're humble, we can't admit that. We can admit that this is really hard and this is not going to go perfectly. But I'm humble enough to know that that's not my goal. My only goal is to take one teeny step forward. So maybe my voice is going to shake or my idea is going to sound awkward. Or maybe I'm not going to get the outcome I want, but that's okay because I'm at a phase in my journey where I'm just trying to get better at this one little thing here. I'm not yet trying to do it perfectly. That humility allows you to be where you are and accept it 
so that your next step of what you're focused on doing is calibrated to where you actually are versus you trying to show up 10 levels more confident than you are, which is a really difficult leap to make and is ultimately going to slow down your progress because you're taking on too much. It's like going to the gym and your ego's like, you got to lift the heaviest bar and then you throw out your back because it was too heavy. It's the same thing, right? It requires so much humility to go to the gym and pick up the baby weight and like get back on it, right? Like whenever I get back into my exercise routine, it requires so much humility for me to be like, oh, like I can't really squat anymore. Like I just need to, I just need to squat with the empty bar and build mobility because I can't even put weight on my back yet, right? And it's, you can fight against that and you could put the weight on, but that's not what's going to make you stronger faster. And that one can be a difficult one, I think, because like I said, that ego is wanting to protect us. But it's going to slow down our progress and it's going to prevent us from building a confidence that is genuine and is rooted in love for ourselves rather than rooted in us kind of denying who we really are and pretending like we're perfect and just trying to be like this perfect shell of a person. So that's the third quality. The fourth quality of someone who's a good beginner is patience. (laughs) Oh man, I struggle with this one so much. I struggle with patience so much. So I'm not talking down to you on this. I'm talking to you on this. But patience is what helps a beginner stay a beginner long enough to become intermediate. It's what keeps the beginner from checking out and throwing their hands in the air and giving up too soon and too early is patience. I know it can be so hard, especially when the thing that you're struggling with makes your life feel difficult and maybe it makes meetings feel really heavy and stressful and maybe work is really anxiety inducing. And so the urge to rush and the urge to stop being a beginner faster is really, really understandable. And the work lies in understanding that real growth, sustainable growth is slow and steady and that while rushing might feel like a way to jump past your struggles and get to that elusive endpoint, it's not going to get you there. It's not going to work. Patience is so important and the more you cultivate it, the better leader you'll be, the better manager you'll be, because people who have patience with themselves are really good at guiding others and bring something really special to the table when they're leading other people and working with other people. So patience is incredibly important. The next good quality of a beginner is committed and consistent. This is so important. If you want to be a beginner who eventually becomes intermediate and then advanced and then expert, you're going to have to keep doing it and you're going to have to keep doing it even when it feels really hard and even when you're feeling a little stuck and you're feeling a little doubtful. The key to so much of the change process and growing is that repetition and that consistency. And it can be hard to stay in that when you're doubting that the result is even possible and when you fall back into the story that you're bad at it versus the story that you're a beginner. But it is the only way to get through that. It is the only way to build a new skill, a new capability, or a new capacity. The next good trait of a beginner is not giving up. Not giving up. This is similar to patient and committed and consistent, but this is so critical because what I see 
as the difference between someone who stays stuck in a pattern indefinitely and never breaks the pattern and never gets out of their struggle and someone who breaks the pattern, gets out of the struggle, is able to get to the end point they want, is the decision that they made at the beginning not to give up. When someone decides, I am working on this until it works, and I am going to be focused on this until I make it to the other end, no matter what the journey looks like and no matter how long it takes, those are the people that stick with it long enough because they've made a non-negotiable decision in their minds not to give up. Giving up is one of the most tempting things to do when you feel like you're stuck. And giving up in in the context of like a work thing or a work struggle would look like saying to yourself, I don't really want that promotion. I don't really want to go for that new role. I don't really want that thing. Because so often people associate getting a promotion or a new role or switching career paths or whatever the thing is that they want, they associate that with having to get past their confidence challenges and past their challenges speaking up. And there's so much fear that they'll never be able to get past those challenges that they give up. And instead of them kind of realizing like, oh, I'm giving up on believing that I can change, they lie to themselves and they say, I don't want that promotion. I don't want that other thing. I'm fine here. This is fine. And it's not that that they truly don't want it. It's just that they've given up on the belief that they can change. And so that requires them to release their dreams and release their goals and release their ambitions. And while it sucks when this happens, the good news here is it's optional, right? You don't have to give up. Even if your change feels difficult and challenging and scary, it's still your choice whether you want to commit to it or not and whether you want to stick with it until you get to where you want to go or not. I have two more traits of a good beginner, and these are both really important, and these are both really, really frequent topics in my coaching and things that I love to do as a coach. The next one is noticing your progress. When you are bad at something and you are trying to get good at it, your brain is never, ever going to be super generous with you and be like, oh my God, you got better at that. I'm celebrating you. Congrats, girl. You're doing so good. Your brain is never going to say that, right? You have to say that because your brain's going to say all the crappy shit. It's going to be like, why are you sucking at this? Why is this taking so long? Why are you so bad at this? Why can't you just get it right, right? That's what your brain's going to offer you, which means that for you to stay in it and keep your motivation up and keep yourself mentally committed and in the process of getting through that beginner phase, you're going to have to proactively look for and find the places where you're evolving and growing. That is something that you are going to have to do because your brain is probably not going to do it on default. And it is so important because if you don't do it, you are going to miss seeing where the growth is happening. You are going to think that you're not growing and that's going to feel true. And you're just going to think, but that I'm not growing. It just is what it is. I guarantee you, if you slow down and start combing through all the stories that your mind has about how you're doing, you will find growth. Maybe it's not huge, maybe it's little, but it's your job to find those little pockets of growth because those little pockets of growth are what's going to help you see, oh my gosh, it's working. That means if I keep going, it's only going to work more. But for you to get there, 
you'll have to slow down and really take time to identify those places. The last one, and this is one that is so challenging and I think so hard for so many of us, but the last one is allowing yourself to regress and fall backwards in your progress and get up and try again. This is also so important because the journey from beginner to expert is rarely linear. Over time, you will move in the expert direction, but guaranteed if you're working on something big and new and challenging, guaranteed there are going to be moments where you also go backwards. Now, the moments that you go forward will exceed over time the moments where you go backwards, but you will have moments where in that moment you are going backwards. And that is when your brain's going to want to be like, see, it's not that I'm a beginner, it's just that I'm bad at it. And the moments where you regress and the moments where you have a really bad job interview or a really bad meeting and you're like, oh my God, I think I've gone back to the old habits. Those are the key moments where you need to double down on your commitment and your belief that it's not that you're bad at it, you're just in the beginner phase. And even when you move past the beginner phase and things get better and easier, you may still have instances and moments where you find yourself falling back and regressing into the beginner phase. And that's totally, totally okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean you're going to stay there forever. It doesn't mean you're going to be in that beginner phase for as long as you were in it the first time. It just means that sometimes the growth process is nonlinear and sometimes the skills that you're building in the intermediate phase are still in process of becoming more deeply rooted in you. And they're just not deeply rooted enough yet to keep you from getting knocked back into the beginner phase every once in a while. If you make every regression and every backwards movement feel that something has gone wrong or feel that you need to abandon the process or feel that you'll never get to where you want to be, it's going to be a really painful journey and the odds that you give up are going to be so much higher. And so those are the list of things that makes you a good beginner. And the essence of all of this is to stick with the part of you that believes in the potential for change. Because so often the case is that some parts of you believe that you can become an expert and you can totally do this, and some parts of you doubt it. And what so much of mindset work is, is being careful not to overindulge the doubtful parts of you and to intentionally feed the optimistic, hopeful parts of you. And one of the ways that you feed those parts of you is through being committed to not only seeing yourself as a beginner, but being a really, really good beginner who embraces the process, including the really, really hard beginner phase of the process. And it's worth it because when you become an expert and you can look back at that beginner phase and you're like, oh my God, that was so hard, you will feel so much more solid and proud of yourself and accomplished in your expertise than if your beginner phase had been smooth sailing and easy. The expertise that you build will be more deeply rooted. It will come from a firmer, stronger place because you were willing to go through that beginner phase. You get that result and that feeling of confidence and that expert status and that solid, strong feeling inside because you are willing to swim in the mud of being a beginner. That is part of the reward that you get on the other side. 
So I'm going to bring this episode to a conclusion. I hope that this was helpful for you and just start to notice places where you label yourself as bad and ask yourself, how would I behave differently and what would feel differently if I just thought that I was a beginner, if I didn't make this mean that I was bad? Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to grab my free executive presence course or my free assertiveness ebook, you can find that on my website and I'll link it below, jessgazitcoaching.com slash free resources. And if you want to work with me either inside my group program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy, or if you want to work with me privately one-on-one, you can head over to my coaching website, justgazetcoaching.com, and you can add yourself to the waitlist for my group program, or you can apply to work with me one-on-one. I will link those below in the show notes as well. Have a beautiful day, have a beautiful week, and I will catch you next week's episode.